One of my favorite feast days is this one that we celebrate today, the Feast of the Transfiguration. And it would be hard for us to imagine what it must have been like for these three disciples to behold Jesus radiant with the glory of God, that his face shone like the sun, that his clothes were dazzling white as light. We only get glimmers of this glory in our human experience. Like those mountains that I saw in Montana the last few weeks, to get a reflection of the majesty of God, the power of God, some of the sunsets that we saw, a reflection of the beauty of God. There are times in our life where we are loved by a God-like love, and that love is so powerful and beautiful that it moves us to weep, or maybe it fills us with joy. What must it be like at the source, the one who is infinitely majestic, infinitely beautiful, the one who is infinite love and goodness. And now you put that in a human nature, which is what God did in the incarnation. When Jesus took on our human form, God's glory became housed in in, in the tent of our humanity. When I think of this, I think it's amazing that the face of Jesus was not always glowing, that his clothes were not always radiant. But this was the mercy of God who decided to become like us in all things in our human nature except sin. And out of mercy, he hides and tempers this glory except for that one moment. We would have been afraid to approach the Lord had he glowed like this with that awesome glory that the disciples saw on the mountain. St. John says in the beginning of his gospel, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten Son, full of grace and truth. But the good news about this feast day is this glory of Jesus was not simply to be beheld. Jesus does not want to keep this glory to himself, but he wants to share it with us. And this is what St. Peter meant when in his letter he says, with regard to the purpose of the incarnation, the purpose of the death and resurrection of Jesus, it is so that we could partake in the divine nature of God, that we can partake in God's nature. And St. Paul understood this 
For he says in that second letter to, to the Corinthians, we with unveiled faces behold the glory of God, and we are therefore transformed from glory to glory in the image of the Lord who is the Spirit. And St. Paul goes on to say, this is so, so that we can make known the glory of God shining on the face of Jesus. God's holiness in us, radiating this splendor, this glory that is seen in the life of Jesus. How does this happen? Here's an image that can help us understand its connection to our life. When I was younger, my brother and I, we were the pyromaniacs of the neighborhood. And whenever we had a chance to play with fire, we did. And I'm sure many of you have done this, either as young children or adults. When you take a stick and you put that stick in the fire, what happens to the end of that stick? It becomes like the fire. It takes on the glow of the fire. And then we would take those sticks out and we'd wave them around and the glow would light up the night sky. Sometimes we'd get a little bit close to each other and then mom and dad would have to step in. The reason why you and I need to be disciples of Jesus and why we're going to spend these next few years talking about what a blessing it is to follow Jesus. This is one of the reasons. Because our life is like one of these sticks. We immerse ourselves in the glory in the heart of Jesus. We allow ourselves to be immersed in the heart of Jesus. And as we come into contact with Jesus and his glory, our lives become aglow with his holiness. And we then can radiate that holiness in all the concrete situations of our daily life. Let me give you just a few examples. There are times or certain days when you and I struggle to trust God. We struggle with our faith. We are facing a very difficult situation and we do not feel like we have the faith to persevere. But when we come to Jesus in our prayer, when we counter Jesus in Mass, or encounter him in the confessional, or in a time of adoration, or meditation on the scriptures. It's like putting that stick in the fire. And as we do that, we find from the heart of Jesus comes a trust and a renewed faith 
to face the situation that before we did not feel we could face. There might be days where you and I would struggle with our own image of ourselves. There are days where maybe I'm struggling with being very critical of myself. Maybe I even come to the point of hating myself or being uh, um, um, self-condemning. If I bring that in my heart and I immerse it in the heart of Jesus, my heart can become aglow again with the affection and delight of the Father's love for me. And I can go with joy and face the day again. Maybe I am struggling to forgive someone. And sometimes we can have wounds that are so deep that to forgive, we do not find the grace or the, um, the strength to do it. I've had to forgive people in my life that were very difficult. And as I immersed my heart <clears throat> and my weakness in the heart of Jesus, I began, there was a transfiguration that would happen, a transformation, and I found myself now able to forgive in moments when before I could not. And talk about love, we could talk about that all day. Is it hard to love? Anybody think it's a cakewalk? <laughs> of course not. And why is it that we keep hurting the people that are closest to us in our families? It is hard to persevere in love. But you and I can bring that struggle to love to Jesus and immerse our heart in that fire of love in the heart of Jesus and a transfiguration begins to take place, a transformation. And now I find my heart aglow with the love of Christ. And I can now bring a greater patience, a greater understanding, a greater gentleness, a greater compassion to a particular relationship where I'm struggling to love. My friends, this is the blessing of the Feast of the Transfiguration. This glory that is in Jesus that radiates from his face and his clothes is what he gives to us, given to us in baptism, nourished by the Eucharist, strengthened by the Spirit in confirmation and other moments in our life. But we must continually find ways to put our sticks in the fire. We can't just do it one time and then pull it out because then the glow will stop. It'll go out. We got to stick our lives back in the fire if they are going to remain aglow and radiate the holiness of Jesus Christ. So let us thank God for this mystery and let us be sure to follow Jesus and to stay close to Jesus 
so that our lives will not lose that glow of holiness that will set the world on fire. Amen.